showing that people's ideas really matter right now and showing how valuable those individuals are to the success of the company, I think is critical. Slowing down to demonstrate your care and trust in those individuals, it's also caring about them as people. Hi everyone, I'm Mark Hand, I'm the head of retail and commercial banking at ANZ in Australia. Today we're going to continue our podcast series which is designed at supporting business owners across Australia in what is proving to be a very challenging year. Over the last few weeks and in the coming weeks I'll be chatting with industry leaders who can offer advice and insights to help you not only survive these current challenges but thrive and come out stronger than you were before. Today I'm pleased to be speaking with Lisa Lurie. Lisa is the founding director of Exec Ascend, a leading executive coaching consultancy specialising in leadership development. I first met Lisa many years ago when she worked at ANZ. In fact, she was with us for, for 10 years in our people and culture division. Before she headed off to start Exec Ascend, she also managed to squeeze in a couple of years as head of leadership and culture at BHP, but now is working exclusively with executive teams, particularly of large corporates such as ANZ, BHP, Orica and Bupa. Welcome, Lisa, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Lauren. Great to be here. First up, I want to ask you about um, sort of what business leaders, and, and not just the big end of town, uh, also leaders of SMEs and small businesses across the country, what is it they can do right now to make them by most or make the best of the current situation they find themselves in? I think it's a really tough situation for many businesses right now. I mostly work with executives in large corporates, but I think there are lots of similarities across over. They're all working in high-stress environments. They're all needing to pivot to remain relevant and needing to draw on a growth mindset as well as focus on the immediate challenges in front of it. In times of crisis, there are two types of leaders that are tending to emerge. The first is focusing on more of a crisis response. They're more tactical, they're reactive, they're playing it small, more of a fear-based response, secretly hoping for a return to business as usual. The second type I'm seeing are those that are pivoting and responding to opportunities, adapting, inventing, inventing, and then mobilising their teams around this. They're seeing opportunity in the uncertainty and they're working a pace ahead of the pack. I'm hearing a lot of business leaders say they're so focused on cash flow and immediate issues in their businesses right now that they're too busy to lead. There are three critical leadership mindsets that can help with this dynamic. The first is mental flexibility. It's really important to solve the new problems that their business is facing. The second is using that grit and resilience that they first drew on to start these businesses to see how can they solve the immediate challenges. And the third is a bi-curated vision, that ability to focus on the short term and the medium term. So having one eye on the path and one eye on the mountain. So what you're saying is it's pretty easy for some people to get bogged down into the, the problems of today and just hope they can get through till you know, five or six o'clock tonight, but they really need to find a way to keep an eye on the future as well. That's right. So we speak to a lot of small business owners as part of our, our sort of day-to-day -day interactions with customers, and a lot of them are telling us at the moment that they're struggling with the lack of certainty and control, as well as the, the isolation. I mean, you know, we're doing this um, uh, this discussion via phone. We'd, we'd normally do this face-to-face. -face. Mm. 
and people right across Australia and right across the globe are in the in the same point. Are there, are there ways that you can overcome that sort of that need for control and that that um, hatred of isolation? I think the people that are doing this well are demonstrating radical accountability for themselves and for their teams. They're the people that are being really proactive. They're taking lots of initiatives. The backstops with them. You know, that kind of true ownership with momentum and intensity. They're shortening decision timeframes and they're responding in a really bold way. There are a few key elements that I think are critical to achieving what I call rapid accountability. Firstly, localised decision making. Individuals and teams need enough responsibility to deliver a specific outcome. They need autonomy, freedom and trust to do that. And thirdly, they need to connect with the vision and the strategy of that business. Right now, business owners need to reveal to their team what they're thinking. They need to explain why a particular custom is so critical. Why do certain tasks need to be expedited for that customer? They need to be transparent and explain if they're having cash flow problems, what, what that means and how they're looking to address those. So they really need to demonstrate some vulnerability around that. Google did some really interesting research around this in terms of unlocking two critical ingredients for high performance. The first one being through equal talking time, giving everyone the chance to share their ideas. And the second is the concept we know as psychological safety, working in a team that won't embarrass, reject or punish you for speaking up. An interesting example, I was recently coaching a leader who was interrupting his team in strategy meetings and he was frustrated that no one was sharing really good ideas in those meetings. Surprisingly, in this example, he was actually feeling interrupted by his team. I did some coaching with him around how to sit back and let people share ideas and not, sh not shoot those ideas down which was a great outcome, but also great for ideas generation within their team. On, on the other end of the spectrum around this is the CEO of Airbnb recently announcing some redundancies within their business. He chose to focus on thanking the leaving employees for their contributions to the legacy of the business, which was not only important to the well-being of those leaving, it was critical to the well-being and motivation of those staying and the overall culture of that business. This is something that's really important for business owners to think about right now. who may have some really difficult decisions to make. That's a, that's a good example, the creating trust example. You, you mentioned the co-Google research and there was two things you said, um, was equal talking time for people. Yes. And the other one was not rejecting or, or punishing people that speak up. The first one's quite a mechanical thing. You can easily manufacture an opportunity for everybody, you know, particularly on the phone, it's hard to, to go around the virtual table and allow people um, a chance to say what they what they think or inject their ideas into conversation. The, the second one is a lot more difficult. It goes to the culture of a business. And that, that example you gave about how people, how they um, speak so fondly of people that are leaving and thanking them for their contributions as an example. I mean, how else can businesses create this culture of trust in a short time? I think that's a really interesting question. I think showing that people's ideas really matter right now and showing how valuable those individuals are to the success of the company, I think is critical. So 
slowing down to demonstrate your care and trust in those individuals. It's also caring about them as people. I think that makes sense. Because it's hard, it's hard to do in a, a very short space of time if that's not the culture that you've got. But um, those very visible examples um, that centre around how you treat people in this time and how you appreciate their efforts and some of the empowerment you talked about earlier to give people the scope to show you what they can do. And if you trust them, um, you can probably change the culture reasonably quickly. Uh, yes. I think it's good advice. Uh, what about when we talk about customers? Um, our customers have customers, um, big customer mm. bases. Should they just leave those customers alone and expect them to be there um, when things get back to whatever normal looks like going forward? Or you know, or should they be going out of their way to even accelerate um, connection with their customers in this environment? I think that's a really good question, Mark. And I think this is so important for business owners right now. It's really important that they put themselves in their customers' shoes and they think about how to support them in a way that's actually sustainable for their business. I think it's really important that you try and grab some face-to-face -face time with your key customers right now, show that you care about them, show that you're, you're invested in their success. Nothing beats face-to-face -face interaction. Equally, I think a bit like the team's mark, I think it's really important to try and find some opportunities for greater openness with your customers. How can you work in partnership, particularly with your high-value customers, trying to find some mutual benefit? Light and other travel, travel companies, this has been a really interesting example. Their recent policy on refunds for customers has been really interesting. And obviously, it made a lot of short-term financial sense but it took the ACCC threatening legal action to withdraw this fee. While short term, that might have seemed like a quick win, as we know, Mark, ultimately the damage to your brand and to your customer relationships can cost a whole lot more. Thinking through the long-term loyalty to customers is critical right now. I think, um, you know, I know this is something you're really passionate about, Mark. Yeah, it's absolutely a time you need to wrap it up. Um, certainly, We've ramped up communication with our own staff. Um, we have regular calls with our customers because everyone in an uncertain environment just just has a, an unquenchable thirst for, for information, guidance, insights, so they can make better decisions. And you know, for us, the experience as a big business is certainly to ramp up communication at times like this. Um, to the extent you might feel that you're over communicating, but you know, people that people have uncertainty need at least a forum where they can put a question on the table and, and, and get an answer to it. So we've absolutely found that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I can think of an environment where communication is a bad thing. Um, so yeah. it's absolutely exacerbated in, in this environment. Um, Lisa, just some of the things that you've touched on. Um, there was a bit of a theme that, um, that came out. A, a couple of times you mentioned that um, an openness or a vulnerability um, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved, if you like, um, and being able to trust your your own people, um, trust some of your customers or your suppliers might be prepared to work with you. Don't try and solve the problems on your own. I think that willingness to to put the issues on the table and seek guidance would be really practical advice that a lot of our customers could could take on board. 
and just that that whole isolation feeling of um, being a leader, not physically having that face to face contact with a lot of people. It's it's another way that you can um, if you're sort of sharing your real position with other people that might be able to help you. I think that would alleviate some of those some of those issues of isolation. I think that's uh, that's really good advice. And the, and the other one is not getting too bogged down in today. You've got to you've got mm. to solve today's problems because there's probably a, a customer or a staff member that needs to know an answer pretty quickly um, for their own peace of mind. But um, making sure you're carving out time to, as a leader, to think about what's next, what's coming, and what you can do differently going forward. And I think that's uh, I think that's good advice. And I think your world's where it's uh, it's not a bad time to be bold and try something a bit different. Mm. Um, I think our, all our customers expect things to be different. Some new normal will emerge. So why not try and influence and create that as opposed to just let it unfold and see what happens and, and being a follow-up. Maybe you can um, control the future a little bit more than you think. Food for thought for leaders. Um, thanks for your time. Great. You can find out more about Lisa and Execusend at the website um, execusend.com.au. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, goodbye.